This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Consciousness is simply the expansion of your consciousness and awareness into the wealthy parts of yourself. Have you ever wondered how the world around us is created and has come into being? What if I told you that the same power that creates worlds resides inside of you and inside of all of us? Each of us has the innate power to be, do, and have anything that we want in life. Do you dream of being your own boss, getting that promotion at work, attracting that dream partner, creating a healthier lifestyle, just being happier, at peace more often, and infinitely more fulfilled? What would you do if you 100% knew you couldn't fail and were limitless in the pursuit of your desires? I'm here to tell you that you really are all of that and can have all that you desire. The only person that's holding you back is you. Valeria Tellez interviews Catherine Cornwall, the founder of Clarity Queen, master coach and writer. Catherine has spent over a decade immersed in learning and applying teachings from world-leading experts in leadership, spirituality, wellness, and psychology. She is a qualified master coach and is currently qualifying as a clinical hypnotherapist. She has 15 plus years corporate leadership experience and academic qualifications in the field of investment management. Having overcome huge personal adversity to living a fulfilling existence, attracting a wonderful life partner, and manifesting financial security and freedom, Catherine has been called to share with others the deep manifestation knowledge and practices that she has applied to achieve the life of her dreams. Meet Catherine at clarityqueen.life. Here is the interview with Catherine Cornwall. In your own words, who is Catherine Cornwall? I mean, Catherine Cornwall is a powerful female (laughs) who is on a mission to inspire and empower and lift up and support and collaborate with as many women um, as is humanly possible (laughs) (laughs) to work together to raise the consciousness of the planet and just do more good in the world and, and help create more balance 
love and connection. Powerful female. That's an interesting word, the word powerful, because most of us women tend not to use that word or refrain from it. I notice myself even. So my official first question to you is about power. What is your own definition of power? I think that power is something that within today's society is very much kind of seen as a a masculine trait, you know. It's a male, masculine, you know, power dominant. And look, it could very well, I think it probably does sit in the energy of, of masculine, but we all have masculine and feminine energies inside of us. Men have feminine, women have masculine. Yeah. And I agree in that I think a lot of women shy away from their power yeah. or are afraid to step into their power because we have been conditioned. And as somebody who's worked in a male-dominated corporate environment for a very long time, yeah. you know, when we step into our power, we can be perceived as bossy we can be perceived as too loud or too brash, you know, or, or just too masculine, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, like one of the boys, you know, instead of, True. Yeah, but, but I think you can step fully into your feminine power and, you know, still very much have that softness, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it doesn't have to be rigid or right. strong or overpowering. Um, and and I, I do think many of us women have, rightly or wrongly, stepped out of our power instead of stepping into our power because we are so used to stepping into power in the masculine sense instead of stepping into the power as in the feminine sense. And that is what power means to me. When you say softness, you also mean compassionate, being compassionate, being kind, understanding. Can you elaborate a bit more about that? What do you mean by softness, Catherine? Yeah, you know, I think softness for me, softness isn't weakness, you know, Um, softness is, yes, it is compassion. Softness for me is is a lot of feminine traits. Okay, yes, Mm. it could be compassion. um, But also for me, it's flow. Mm, It's gentleness. It's achieving more by doing less. Mm. You know, it's not forcing, you know, it's, Mm. it's kind of, yeah, it's just all of that. Yeah, that's what softness means to me. I love that. That resonates true to me. Thousand percent, yes. Uh, This being genuine, being ourselves without fear and not being afraid to be true, really. Because like you mentioned, we have both the energies of feminine and masculine, not being Mm -hmm. afraid of using them. And I do believe that when we reach the point of balance, then we have that wisdom to use the masculine when we need that energy and then the feminine when it's needed as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think something you touched on there, the balance is so important. And I think a lot of us are imbalanced in how we use our masculine or how we use our feminine completely. And you're right about that. I think Lots of men around me, they're not comfortable using their feminine energy. Speaking of balance, that's very important because um, anything that's out of balance that brings to the surface illnesses and issues, as we know. Absolutely. So my next question that has to do that some people connect to power is success. So talk Mm. to me about success for a moment, Catherine, and what is to be successful to you? 
So I now have a very different view of success to what my 25-year-old self had about success. Um, I would say my 25-year-old self, uh, when when she thought about success, it was about materialism, um, mostly. It was about achieving. It was, um, you know, having the money and having the things and, you know, um, kind of that's a very misguided way of looking at success. It was climbing that corporate ladder. It was having the most, you know, senior opportunity I could get my hands on. It was being perceived by my colleagues and friends as as doing good, you know, and it was all really coming from a place of not feeling good enough, actually, and not being enough, not feeling truly worthy, you know, of, of everything that I ever desired. And that came from um, numerous kind of, you know, places and, and, and things that had happened, you know, as, as a child that we all go through, you know, yeah. we all have different oh, yeah. upbringings and we all have, you know, True. trauma that we have to heal and et cetera, et cetera. True. Now for me, success is very much about living into your purpose. It's living into your dharma. It is following your soul's path. It is being true to yourself. It is living a life of authenticity and it's not being afraid to go after your dreams and desires and no longer keeping yourself small or fitting yourself into a box that society thinks you need to be in. That for me is success. Um, And that is what I'm working towards every (laughs) single day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because it's not a destination. Most of these ideas we have about life, success, power, you know, that balance, it's a, a practice, isn't it? It really feels like it. What do you think is the purpose of your life at this time? So, um, you know, again, I, I went many, many years without knowing what my purpose was. I got to the age of, I think, 30 and, and realized that I didn't even know who I was, let alone what my purpose in life was. And then I embarked on a seven year journey, six, seven year journey of really going inward, that journey inward. You know, who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I here? Um, you know, why do I believe the things I believe? And, you know, I'm sure we all go down this path of understanding there's such a thing as consciousness, there's such a thing as the soul, there's such a thing as, you know, I was so removed from God, I would say at that time, and just not really, you know, because I didn't, I didn't believe in religious dogma, but I, I was still a very spiritual person. I just didn't know kind of, you know, where that was coming from. And I, I've now reached a point in my life where, my purpose is very much to step into my power. (laughs) It's to step into my feminine power. It's to not lean so heavily on my masculine. It Mm. is to um, leverage all of the knowledge that I've learned over many, many years and all of the new knowledge that I've learned and that I'm applying to manifest and create the life of my dreams. And to reach, you know, that that level of happiness, peace, love and contentment that I used to crave so much and living with that day in, day out and, and achieving that. And then my purpose is to then show other people, teach other people, you know, or just impart that knowledge onto other people, because that isn't knowledge that should be kept to ourselves. It's right. knowledge that has to be shared. And I firmly believe that the world needs women in a position of power. Um, We have too many men in 
very high positions of power in society, um, across society, multiple layers of society, right the way up the chain. And I think it's created imbalance in the world. It's created a lot of the the, the negative negative stuff that we see these days, you know, um, you know, a lot of the war, a lot of the, you know, it's just a lot of imbalance. And um, I, I, it sounds very lofty, but I feel my purpose <laughs> is to contribute towards that in some way, shape or form. You talk about something interesting that I never heard before, is the wealth consciousness. Mm. That is an interesting idea. Now might be the perfect time to talk about it, Catherine. What is uh, wealth consciousness? So, so consciousness, you know, is just a, it's pure awareness. You yeah. know, it's it's in, it's infinite. It, it can never die. You know, it, it, it I guess it's God, right? Is yeah. is how I view consciousness, yeah. and and we all are consciousness, right? It's right. who we are. It's what everything is made of. And wealth consciousness is quite simply an an awareness of the wealth inside of yourself it's the wealthy parts of yourself mm. and when you you know when you have an awareness and you shine a light of awareness on the wealthy parts of yourself that expansion then will wake you up to the parts of yourself that we've either blocked or shut off or, or become stagnant from social conditioning i'll give you an example yeah. um you know i wasn't born into wealth okay so I grew up in a household where it was a continuous flow of I don't have enough. I am what we used to say skint is the word that was used in my household, but yeah. that means poor. I don't have any money. Right. Um, I was always told you can't have, we can't have, we can't afford. Right. Money doesn't grow on trees. Mm. Who do you think I am, Rockefeller? And right. which was one of my mum's favourite things. <laughs> yeah. And um, and many many people you know grew up like that and with a lot less than what I had. Okay, I'm not saying you know I was the poorest of the poor. I'm I'm a white female. I'm obviously yeah. born with significant privilege. Yeah. Um, in a in a privileged country, okay, right. I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, but still, I my my wealth consciousness yeah. <laughs> um, wasn't there. You know, I I never felt wealthy. I felt limited. I grew up with a belief and an energy of lack and limitation, yeah. instead of an energy of wealth and expansion. Okay, mm-hmm. my we never grew up in a household where money was talked about or wealth was talked about in terms of accumulation. You know, yeah. it was in one hand out the other. You know, it, right. it was like it was like you know in a in a sieve. You know, it would go in and yeah. it would just leak out the other side. And yeah. um, I think when you when you increase your internal wealth consciousness, you are effectively increasing your worthiness when it comes mm-hmm. to money. Okay, we know that we feel worthy of of money and of wealth. Okay, and we almost expect it to come to us because that is that is because we're worthy and and for no reason other than that. Okay, and when a a wealthy when 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 you have a wealthy family and a child is born into wealth, they they would never not expect them that them to have money. You know, they expect to have wealth. They expect that to come to them. Yeah. And really, for me, mm. wealth consciousness is about that. It's it's not to be confused with self-worth, because you can have a very wealthy person that has low self-worth and a very poor person that has high self-worth. But wealth consciousness is quite simply your awareness of wealth, I guess, um, you know, and, and what and actually what the energetics of money even is. 
And I think a lot of people don't see money as energy. They see money as pounds and pence or dollars and cents. And there's only a limited amount of it, which is completely inaccurate. Yeah, I love the way you say that money is energy. The article you sent to me says money isn't real. We are the ones that give value to material things. And that is so true. It resonates so true to me. And I wonder why so many of us who are aware of this knowledge understand actually these ideas. We still don't manifest that external wealth. Talk to me a bit about that, Catherine. So I think I think there's one thing to um, understand at an, uh, a kind of um, a logical, you know, at the logical level, yeah. yeah, that money isn't real. And I know that money now is on a computer screen. And yeah. Yeah. but but the belief it's a, it's around the belief that we have. And I would say our conscious mind and our conscious beliefs drive maybe five percent of our behavior. Whereas our subconscious mind and our subconscious beliefs drive 95% of our actual behavior. Yeah. So whilst we might read an article that says, uh, that I've written here, that says, oh, you know, money isn't real. You know, you could manifest as much of it as you wanted if you really wanted to. Yeah. And everyone goes, but how? You know, <laughs> and you, your logical brain instantly starts going, well, no, because I know I have to trade time for money. And I know that I, I only earn a certain amount per hour. Right. And I, you know, and, and mm. then you start thinking about it logically. Right. But actually, when you think about money um, at the level of energetics, really, money doesn't have a mind of its own. Money responds to your vibrational state. It responds to how worthy you think you are of a certain level of wealth it responds to you know what what level of money you're thinking about it determines you know what what dreams do you have what aspirations do you have what 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 do you want to do with your money like what what difference do you want to make in the world it responds to your conditioning and that conditioning is from birth you know, and, and those limiting beliefs that you might have around wealth and where wealth comes from and how to create more wealth will come from how you were brought up. It will come from the ideals that your family had. It will come from your network. It will come from the people you spend the most time with. It comes from your environment. And it's, it's multifaceted and it's, it's really complex. You know, there's a, there's a lot that goes into, I would say, our wealth thermometer <laughs> you know whether <laughs> yeah. it's you know high or low you know and and you know our ability to to attract or repel wealth and you know there's this but it really does at the most basic level come down to our beliefs um and our belief that we are worthy of attaining a certain level of wealth and that brings me to the topic of hypnotherapy. That's something that you are studying currently being qualified to become What's the relationship between hypnotherapy and belief systems or trying to reach the subconscious? Is that the only way to uncover the subconscious beliefs or there are other methods as well? No, there are definitely other methods as well. Um, so it's worth noting that I'm training with Marissa Pia. Um, and I don't know if you know, I've heard of Mr. Marissa Pia, um, UK-based um, Hypno, actually, she's global, but she's from yeah. the UK and yeah. she's a yeah. hypnotherapy but therapist, but she's been in this game for, for 30 plus years. And yeah. she's developed a methodology called rapid transformational therapy. Mm, yeah. And it's RTT that I'm currently training in. And 
yes, you have traditional hypnotherapy where you might have somebody on a couch, you know, and they might come and see you and you have to do 10 sessions, okay, of, of hypnotherapy to maybe get them to break a habit or get them to, you know, replace limiting beliefs about themselves and, and change a behavior, yeah, and get that transformation. RTT, and, and again, I'm qualifying, so I'm not qualified yeah. yet, but um, it's, it's, a, it's a rapid, rapidly different um, type of hypnotherapy. It's designed mm. to get clients' results really quickly within maybe a session or two or three, wow. um, depending on the severity of the affliction or the challenge or the problem that the, that the client has yeah. or the patient has. And um, the, the reason I, I got into this is because I am obsessed <laughs> with how the mind works right, and right. you know the mind is a fantastic tool it's just that we have in society today have allowed our minds to completely run the show yeah. it's it, they run our lives now we are so in our logical minds which is a very again masculine thing to right. do and right. we're in a very masculine world masculine environment they say it's a man's world they're not wrong. <laughs> it was built right. by men for men. Um, and we as women are, are now uh, trying to win in this world. And, right. you know, the, the mind really is reprogrammed through neuroplasticity. The mind, you know, that the neurons in your mind wire and fire a certain ways and they can be reprogrammed. They can be rewired. They can be refired different ways. And the mind cannot tell the difference between what's real mm. and what's imagined. Right. And we just constantly, uh, subconsciously or unconsciously, feed it the same data all the time and wonder why we're not changing and wonder why we're getting the same old results all the time and wonder why we have these phobias and wonder why we have these fears. And, you know, that the mind is such a powerful tool, but it really is quite flexible and we can teach it to be different. And, and that is that is why hypnotherapy and, yeah, it's... Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic tool for me yeah. to use going yes. forward, for sure. Let me know. <laughs> Keep me updated. I will. yeah. Have Maybe. you tried personally hypnotherapy? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of uh, hypnosis recordings. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look, you can Google hypno hypnosis and creating a hip hypnotherapy, not a hypnotherapy, but a hypnosis recording yourself. Yeah. Um, you get, if you go on YouTube, you can just find tons of, you know, subliminal beats. I think they call them binaural beats. Yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the names of them now, but you can do lots of meditations like that online and they work really well. And, and I, I, I would say I definitely credit a lot of my own personal transformation um through applying meditation listening to, to meditations and also um hypnosis recording another way that i love to reprogram my mind is i love to write journal and speak out loud affirmations mm -hmm. and this is positive affirmations starting with i am or i have or i do and it's all designed to just reprogram my mind towards the very thing that I am manifesting because it's you know it's my firm belief that all of our dreams and desires if you can imagine it you've already created it it's created in the quantum field it's already there in the soup of infinite possibility <laughs> so you've just got to align to it you know to then bring it in and, and affirmations are a fantastic way of doing that but also reprogramming your subconscious mind into having I would say more positive beliefs about yourself and about your 
reality. That sounds a bit to me like the law of attraction. Is that somehow connected? Yes, I would say they're very closely connected, very, very closely connected. I think the law of attraction, I mean, there are what, 12, probably more universal laws, you know, that the law of cause and effect, I think, is is the most important one. Um, it's the law, I think, that governs all others, you know, and you could say that's also karma, what you put out, you get back, which is right. true. Right. Um, yeah, the law of attraction, it, it was obviously made famous by The Secret. And, and that's yeah. definitely, that was one of the first books yeah. I ever read. It's a yeah. great gateway book for anyone on this path. Um, yeah. But yes, it, it's very, I would say it's very closely aligned. I mean, Marissa Peer herself talks a lot about manifestation, I would say, but that's not her leading philosophy, if that makes sense. You know, right. she's very much, you know, the, the, about the mind and, and the reprogramming of the mind and mm-hmm. subconscious and the beliefs and, you know, what and, and trauma healing and, and, you know, childhood and all the rest of it. So right. I think she, she, she takes a more clinical, I would say, scientific approach to it. Joe Dispenza is another really good example of someone that's incredibly scientific but is just talking about the same thing, which is, which is law of attraction. I mean, we, we create our own reality by our predominant beliefs, thoughts, feelings, emotions, and actions. Yeah. And when all of them are aligned, is in in integrity with what it is that we're bringing in. I mean, you can you can it will determine the results that you have and how quickly you achieve those results every single time. Do you somehow connect them, the mind being a tool and then the realm of spirit, per se, the invisible world in the sense of spirituality, God? Do you somehow connect also these manifestations to being connected to spirit, to soul? I absolutely do. Yes, they they are one and the same thing. For me, my, my personal belief is that, you know, we are a, you know, a spiritual being having a human experience. Yeah. Um, I believe we're infinite. I believe we're all made of it. Everything is made of energy. We are made of energy. Um, we are we are that pure consciousness. We are that pure conscious awareness. You know, that is the soul to me, that, that spirit, that soul. That is when my body dies, that will go on to live. <laughs> and, yeah. and yes, I do. And I believe, you know, that is that is the guiding force behind my life. You know, I yeah. tap into my high, that's what I would, a lot of people refer to as their higher self. I, I now tap into my higher self and that really is my in- intuition, you know, that it's yeah. the gut, it's the heart and the gut brains, you know, that mm. those brains are the seat of the soul. Right. And that is where I connect to my higher self and listen to my intuition. But for many, many years, that was so cut off. I was so cut right. off from that. I didn't have awareness of it. Um, I had really cut myself off. And I was in my head, you know, I was using the logical mind and allowing the logical mind to run the show. And I think that's where I think the vast majority of people on this planet operate in that way, or particularly in the Western world, I think, operate in that way. And I think we've lost touch. And we say we've disconnected from spirit, we've disconnected from our soul, maybe we've disconnected from God, you know, whatever, how, how, and even people that go to church, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, yeah. have, have still disconnected from, from <clears throat> depending on what their beliefs are, have still potentially disconnected from, from source, you know, from spirit. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's not one and the same thing. Just because you're religious does not mean that you are aligned with your soul and are, are connected to source and spirit. 
I don't think they're mutually exclusive. But yeah, I definitely believe in that. And, you know, that is, yeah, it's it's all the same thing. It's all connected. I, I think I think that science is finally catching up with spirituality. Yeah, I hope we can in the future have more conversations at that level, like the scientific level, just showing evidences, which we already see that now, but it's not believable yet by most people. Not yet. <laughs> so we're almost at the end. You sent to me the five steps to increasing your wealth consciousness. So step one and two, I think we have been talking about understand how manifestation truly works. Step two, replace limiting conditions with empowering ones. And then three, you mentioned give as often as you can. Talk to me for a moment about step three, Catherine. So, you know, give as often as you can. And this is purely, I mean, you can give, you know, time, you know, you can give, you know, um, your attention, you know, there's other things that you can give that's not money related. But specifically in this blog, I was talking about money and energy of money. So energy has to flow. Okay, it has to flow. And, you know, we have the law of giving and we, we also have the law of cause and effect. And whilst you wouldn't give money with an expectation that you expect it back. Right, yeah. Right. You would, you would by giving, I mean, it, it's proven time and time again, that when you give and you give joyfully, yeah. um, you know, you give to charity with no expectation of it coming back. You give in gratitude to, to, to people knowing that you're helping or you're passing it along or you're, um, you know, you're, you're flowing the money. It, it, you, it comes back to you. And quite oftentimes it comes back to you in a, in a higher proportion to what you've actually given it. And people that are incredibly wealthy understand this. They understand this intrinsically. Multi-millionaires, billionaires, they give a very high proportion of their money away. And it always finds its way back to them. Always. Because people under, wealthy people understand this. And when you when you don't have... I was talking about wealth consciousness when when you're yeah. when you have it's not really in, in you can't really say low and high consciousness right, right. there's no such thing but let's just explain yeah. it this way so people yeah. can visualize it when you have low wealth consciousness you're afraid to give because you don't think you have enough and you don't think that you're going to get it back or you don't think that you can afford it and you're in the energy of lack and remember money doesn't respond mm. to it doesn't have a mind of its own. It responds to your energy. It responds to your vibration. Right. And if you're in a vibration of lack, even though you don't give your money to anyone and you keep it, right. the universe will find a way to take that money off you. <laughs> um, you might end up with a huge bill. You know, you might end up with a massive expense you weren't expecting. You know, you'll, you'll, something will happen, you know, and, and that money will probably leave you. But when you give and you give joyfully and you give knowing, knowing that, you know, I live in the vibration of abundance, you know, and, yeah. and I will, I live in the vibration and the belief that I will always have enough. Mm. You can give joyfully without any fear or lack around that. And, and that money will always come back to you every single time because you have that high wealth consciousness, I would say. So yeah, that, that's how I view that. I love what you mentioned too, gratitude, giving, having this grateful uh, mindset. That's a step four you mentioned there, cultivate immense gratitude towards money. And step five, make your money work for you. I know we don't have a 
enough time to go through all of them, but hopefully we'll meet again and talk about these um, topics. I had so many questions I could not ask you because the conversation just it went on its own, kind of the, the flow, which I absolutely live for. I still have some ending questions for you, Catherine, but before I ask them, would you like to add anything? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I've covered, covered most things. Yeah. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? So the hardest lesson I had to learn about myself was I could achieve more by doing less. I've always been very much, you know, um, a doer, <laughs> taking action. And it goes back to being in my masculine energy a lot of the time and suffering health-wise as a result of that, actually, as well. It was so alien to me you know, to not be doing, doing, doing and forcing and competing and moving things forward all of the time and in action mode all of the time. But when I learned to be in my feminine flow and step more into my feminine energy and lean back and just allow things to unfold, my results have been incredible. <laughs> um, so, but it was a hard lesson. Um, it, it, yeah, but it was, it was worth learning and applying for sure. If you knew you would leave the body soon, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? No, I wouldn't. I don't. I learned long ago to not have any regrets and be at complete and utter peace and acceptance and actual gratitude for even the really terrible things, you know, that happened in my life. Um, because every single moment led me to where I am today and I wouldn't change that for the world. So, yeah. yeah. And the last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Oh, life, things about life, three things I know about life for sure. Yeah. Love is the most powerful, you know, energy of all. It's what everything is made of and created from. Two, we are infinite beings having a human experience and, you know, We're, we're here we're here for the long haul <laughs> we're here forever true um and three i you know i i know that you know, we are on we are on a we are on the precipice of you know immense change and transformation in in the world and you know i absolutely believe that we will achieve the balance you know that that we want to achieve in this world and yeah that, that's that's my third i love that absolute vision. knowing <laughs> yeah, I love that vision uh, of balance, yeah, achieving balance one day, all of us. That would be utopia, that kind of idea we have about heaven <laughs> on earth. Thank you so much for your beautiful presence, authentic, fun. You are a lot of fun to talk to, to listen to, Yay. for sure. I love your wisdom, your work. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Valeria. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, and I really hope we can do this again sometime. Where can we find more information about you, your work, services, future projects, and everything else in between? Yeah. Um, so my website is clarityqueen.life. Um, you can find me on Instagram at clarity.queen um, or on Facebook, clarityqueen. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, keen to connect with as many people as possible through social. And yeah, I've got I've got lots of ideas and lots of things coming out that I hope will add value. So all of that will be available um, yes. on the website or on my, my Instagram site. Thank you so much again and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Valeria. Bye Take for care. now, Catherine. You too.
Thank you for listening. To learn more about Catherine Cornwall and her work, please visit clarityqueen.life. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.